and welcome to episode 53 of the Checkpoint Done podcast. It's the 24th of October 2017. I'm Darren. Joining me as always is Terry. Hello, Darren. Hello, Terry. Hello, you alright? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Terry, we are both a year older. We are. And it doesn't feel like anything's changed. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It isn't. I mean, I've just I've just clocked, what, 43? Still feel like I'm 20. Yeah, I'm 31. It only feels like, what, three days ago I was 30. I know, I know. But it's... way over a year ago when you were in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it's got to that point now of where the years just seem to be melding into one another. And yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, it's been like... Uh, exactly a year. Oh, it's my birthday again. Cool. Yeah, we. Yeah. It's not not as exciting as it used to be, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> However, to be fair, we both got very nice gifts. Yeah. Terry, we both own Switches now. We both own Nintendo Switches. We are Nintendo Switch owners. Initial thoughts, because uh, uh, like like myself, you'll only had a couple of days to have a play with it. So it's a tidy little bit of kit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it genuinely is. Um, you and me was having kind of a, a very brief discussion about it. Um, yeah, you said it feels a bit bare bones UI wise and you know the store wise, but I think I like the simplicity of the menu system mm. and here's all the games done and everything else is just kind kind of compartmentalizing those little icons at the bottom. Um, the sounds are very pleasant to when you act when you go into like the friends bit and it's like does the little whistle and it does like the little return whistle when you come into like the uh, the next menu just little touches like that that's kind of it's like oh there's that little nintendo charm i uh, i love and appreciate but uh yeah and to to be fair i mean so we both picked it up just as uh, the 4.0 firmware drops Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen the uh, the previous iterations, but I have, uh, apart from it being a bit sparse, I've got no problems with it at all. I, I think it's a no. really fast piece of kit. I mean, stuff like you, you, you take a screenshot and it's instant. Little yeah. little, little pop-up window in the top corner. And I, I mean, I was flying around on Mario Kart and uh, held it down to do the record 30 seconds. Yeah. And it recorded it without dropping a beat. I was like, you know what, that that's all right. Yeah, I mean, I I have been hands-on with the Switch when it first came out, which sure. are the perks of having someone that works in a game shop to uh, have access to these sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of fucking about with Zelda. Okay. I think it was, not it? Because that, at the time of release, was the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only game. But, uh, it's, like you said, just like taking screenshots, like, wow, that's instant. Wow. Wow, yeah, just like yeah, yeah. every little bit of it is just like wow, 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 wow. Um, but it's like I say, I mean, for for the size of it, yeah, it's not overly cumbersome. It's fairly lightweight. It's a it's a cracking bit of kit that is putting out a lot of. I, I've not docked mine as of yet. Mine is just in handheld mode. Sure, okay, and it's just a nice, clean, crisp screen. It's showing nice clean games and it's all nintendo and it's i don't know they, 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 there's always a charm to a nintendo console Agreed, and yeah. i feel that i feel that with the wii u that charm kind of got lost a little bit sure. I, I, I just didn't feel that nintendo-ness to it um but this is just this is made up for it in droves uh mm, okay. you know kind of, uh, of what the wii u 
was. But yeah, I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it at the moment. And to be fair, it's kind of the indie stuff I'm playing at the minute. But yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, they got the neon ones. Yeah, I I got the neon one too. Because uh, the grey ones seem kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's we got Nintendo Switches. We are Nintendo Switch owners. We are. Uh, technology, new technology is always fun. Yeah, and uh, if anybody wants to add us to uh, my rather sparse friends list at the moment, um, we'll put the we'll put our friends codes in the show notes. So feel free to add us. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not really sure what the purpose is of the friends list at the moment, apart from somebody's playing X, but I'm sure as we get more games, that'll make a lot more sense. I think you can see like what people are playing and that sort of stuff at the time, but mm. I, I, I mean, have you downloaded the app yet for the phone? I have, yeah, the one that just right, has okay. Splatoon on it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, they need to think of a better way of doing that but obviously i'm guessing the hardware doesn't have the capability of of having that stuff at the moment but yeah maybe if the switch 2 ever becomes a thing maybe they need to integrate that shit into the console itself and make this thing way more streamlined uh because their solution at the moment is very batshit insane yeah yeah um but yeah i'm i'm having a lot of fun with it it's been my I'm just going to shove something on in the background and play this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been doing the same. I've played a lot of Mario Kart. You've been very sociable. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll go and watch TV. Yep. <laughs> and Christine will turn around and say, oh, so what do you think's going to happen with him? I'm like, sorry, who? <laughs> I mean, um... <laughs> Don't you're not paying attention. But Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, just one final thing about the Switch. I don't know if, if this has changed because of the firmware version, but I've got no problem at all with the battery. I got about four and a half hours before the battery life started coming on, and that was just continuously playing uh, Mario Kart. That's really impressive. Yeah. Because, that, that, again, that is such a small thing. Yeah. And yet it's able to output that and still have a decent battery life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very impressed with it. Nintendo have done good. They have. Yeah. Have you done anything else or just birthday stuff? It was just mainly birthday stuff. We went to um, ugh, we went to something called The Huddersfield Haunting, uh, oh. which, yeah, it's basically like... What, just a walk through Fartown, was it? <laughs> yeah, pretty fuck. Here's your complimentary stabbing. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it was basically uh, Huddersfield's... Uh, sorry, Kirkley's College uh, okay. was doing this like Comic Con kind of thing. Oh. Uh, no, Darren, no. Um, it was one of those where it was like the idea was suggested to me. And it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds okay. And then we kind of got in there, and it's just like um, ten minutes, and you'd done everything. It's right, like okay. literally ten minutes, and you'd done everything. It wow. was like you walk in, and there's a spooky coffin in the corner. Right, okay. I reckon there was going to be like movie props, like, for example, like the uh, power loader from Aliens. Um, oh, it was a and, picture, was it? No, it wasn't even there. Um, Fantastic. They had Jigsaw from Saw, and there was playing, um, there's playing audio from, I'm guessing, the trailers. Uh, either that or someone's cut the audio from the trailers but yeah it's weird uh you had a tardis that was basically made out of like plywood 
Fantastic. Painted blue. Uh, you had the uh, multiplayer and VR section, which was literally uh, two PS4 consoles hooked up uh, playing some uh, four-player like local. I don't even know what the game was. Uh, and then you had a, a single PSVR headset uh, it was playing, uh, I can't remember what the game was, it was a horror title. And uh, you had celebrities there. Um, Go on, hit me you with had... the celebs. So there was an uh, um, award-winning director and writer, but didn't say of what. And apparently she'd been in a thing. Huh. Um, Instantly recognisable. A... Yeah, uh, yep. and there was another one that was a contortionist, and she'd actually been on Britain's Got Talent. And also, what what film were it now? There is a film. Um, I can't remember. I I blank on the name of the film, but it was a horror film where I think the front cover of the horror film is like uh, someone like contortion, like all the way backwards, like basically looks like no human should ever be able to do that ever. Okay. And apparently that was her, and uh, she's like, I wouldn't genuinely know you if I tripped over you. Uh, which is weird. And then you had the uh, stalls section, which was just like, here's some like off-license printed T-shirts that we've got and uh, just a lot of like random stuff. But it... Uh... <laughs> Sounds amazing. Oh, uh, there, there was another one. I really wish I'd have taken pictures of it. So uh, to time with the, the horror theme, they basically had... Um... Have you seen all the Saw films? I have, yeah. So there's one where there's a contraption where there's a head in a box and they're tied to a seat and they've got like, I can't remember if there's chemicals in like bottles at the side or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, take this with like a metal box that you kind of like stick your head through um, that is like, kind of, it looks kind of like plasticky, like really cheap plastic. Okay. And then instead of like glass jars of anything they've just got empty water bottles in these like metal frames and then you get your picture taken with it and it's just like i'd rather kill myself (laughs) (laughs) than interact with this but like what the fuck uh you just had a dude taking pictures in the corner but for no reason uh was he touching himself he will do later when he processes the uh, the images. It is fucking weird. I, I the the fact that they're trying all of the people that were working it were like volunteer like students. Sure, yeah. So yeah. whether they organised it or not, uh, I, I don't know. It was fucking weird. Um, Did I'd, you pay money for it? Uh, no. Oh, that's not too bad then. Uh, I didn't pay for it, but someone ah. did. Okay. Yeah, it's like. Pre, what was it? Prepaid tickets were like a fiver a piece or something like that. But it, I think if you had to pay on the door, it was like eight nine quid. Mm. You just want to walk back and just like, ah, no money. Seriously, give me money back. Oh, oh, oh! And I forgot to mention outside in the car park, they had a giant inflatable um, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That'd have been pretty cool. Uh, and then they had uh, the Ecto One, which was like a like a. Ford like estate car that was painted white. I could say they just rock up in like a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone may have taken a picture of that, so I'll have to, uh, I'll have to send you that if I can find it. But okay, cool. uh, they, God bless him for trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the uh, the you know shout out to the guy that was the alien from Alien, um, and was wearing like a big plastic head and just like black jeans. 
and I think he was supposed to be like a part of the show, but uh, fucking weird. But uh, that was kind of how I spent part of my birthday, which was just like, huh. huh. <laughs> so this is what my life has become now. 31 and I'm, uh, wow. <laughs> I bet you were like, I've got a switch at home. Yeah, exactly. So the the, the Huddersfield Examiner do, do this really lovely thing where they uh, like to live stream oh, news okay. events. Um, obviously, you'll know this having followed everything to do with Huddersfield since you've mm-hmm. left. And uh, <laughs> it, they, on the live stream, they all like to do it from the phones. And the girl that's doing it, live streaming from the event it's like oh we've got some celebrities let me just ruffle this piece of paper so i actually know where they're from and i don't get it wrong and like one of the first uh, comments was on there very small very disappointing not very happy about this and it's just like god bless you huddersfield god bless <laughs> you for representing apparently it was voted one of the most miserable places to live huddersfield yeah uh apparently was it bradford was the number one place uh that i can see I don't know if it's like within the UK or, or just Yorkshire. West Yorkshire, <laughs> but it's just like, wow, that's wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, apparently we come from a rather miserable place, but you know, it's Yorkshire. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a rather lengthy thing, but what about yourself, Darren, other than birthdays and switches, which we'll be talking about in a bit? Um, there is a beer festival in Nottingham every year and it's at the Nottingham Castle and, uh, not being uh, a local for many years, I've uh, I got taken up there by my boss and uh, my other two mm. colleagues, and he was kind enough to let us slope out the office two hours early uh, in a air quotes team meeting. <laughs> so, yes, meeting <laughs> at a beer festival. Now, weirdly, the, uh, this beer festival. Uh, so I've been to loads of beer festivals before, and you normally get a pint glass uh, with a half pint and a third pint markers. Mm. So you can go up and say, I want X amount of that. Let me just try it and uh, off you go. This only give you half pint glasses, which is very weird, (laughs) which became quite annoying as the night went on because, uh, as I said, I was there with my boss and a couple of colleagues. One of the lads was only a cider drinker and they only did cider in the top bar. Awesome. And one of my other colleagues, he was, if I think he sees himself a bit of a connoisseur, and he's like, oh, right, you, you must go try so-and-so by so-and-so brewery. So we walk down to the bottom and we're like, okay, I'll get one of these. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. And then my other colleague would be like, all oh, right, yeah, I need to top up my cider. So we'd walk all the way back up to the top. Oh, and then God. he'd be like, all right, so we there's some food down at the bottom. We'll, we'll go down there. And so we walked all through this food. It looks really nice. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need to try this brewery down here. I'm like, okay, we'll just, we'll just do that. <laughs> and then my colleague's like, oh, right, I need to top up my cider again. So I'm like, right, fucking hell. I bet you we went top to bottom 10, 12 times. Jesus Christ. Is this how you managed to do your fucking three times movement? It thing? probably was, yeah. But the, the annoying thing was um, when I went there, I was meant to meet up with uh, a fellow midlife gamer. I, I won't name names. So I was in there and I'm like, right, we got to the bottom. I'm like, right, we're in now. Da, 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 got to find a seat and I'll let you know where it is. Okay. So we went around looking for seats and like, all right, I need a sign. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> so we went all the way up the top. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's all right. We, I'm just down by the band. So I'm like, right, okay. So when we go down the bottom, I'll come look for you. So I went up top. We had a side. We went, it's like, all right, you need to try so and so brew it. So we went all the way back down on the bottom. Like, right. So I did a lap around the band, couldn't see him. I'm like, right, okay. And then we were back up to the top, back down. And I was like sending text, just saying, all oh, right, we're down the bottom. No, we're down at the top. No, we're just, oh yeah, the band's too loud. And we're back up. <laughs> 
fucking hell. I know. Uh, and it got to about half six. Um, so I'd only been in there a couple of hours. And they're like, uh, right, starting to get busy. Are we going to go somewhere for a curry? I'm like, uh, 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 um. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, so uh, unfortunately I tweeted this guy and just said, listen, we're, we're going for a curry. Um, sorry, we're leaving. <laughs> All I got in response was, you are a dick. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? To be fair, that uh, you know, that's fair. <laughs> if I arranged to meet up with you and didn't get a chance to meet you, then, you know. Um, but, but the annoying thing was I got to the curry spot and I'm like, right, I'll, I'll, ju- I'll just I'll just send him a DM and just say, listen, really sorry, I'm with the boss, da 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 And all it says, you can no longer send direct messages to this person. So I've also been unfollowed. <laughs> oh, oh. I know. Oh. I, I felt proper gilly because, you know. God damn it, Darren. I know. But anyway, if that person is listening, I do apologise. Um, uh, next year, I won't go up there with my boss and we'll meet for a beer. He's not sorry. No, I, I, I was genuinely sorry. But it also sounds like a very difficult situation that you was put in as well, because you yeah. can't exactly, like you said, duck out on your boss and your colleagues, and it makes for a bit of an awkward situation if you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, well. Damn. Uh, and just two other things uh, before we move out of this section. Uh, hats off to Ads. He run yeah. the Birmingham Marathon for uh, special effects. Crazy bastard, but yes, congratulations. So absolutely hats off to the guy. And uh, another guy who's really blown me away, Baron. He hit his ten, first 10K. Yeah, And I was again. like, fucking hell. I mean, I've known Baron for many years. And uh, going back a couple of years, you wouldn't have said, that guy's going to do a 10K. He'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, hats off to you, Baron. I uh, just keep, hope you keep it up after the uh, the, the wedding. Mm. Like, is, if, for me, it's like, coming into this i guess i can mention the couch to 5k stuff but i mean like coming into this and knowing that baron did the same thing that you know i'm currently in the midst of doing now and seeing what it, it's leading up to yeah is is very inspirational in the sense you know what i mean it's like he was in the same position i was like not too long ago yeah, and then yeah. he's able to go from that to doing a 10k which is fucking phenomenal yeah, yeah. uh so yeah it's it's very inspirational stuff it's uh yeah it's it's fucking nuts um but yeah congratulations to both of them because that's major achievements on on both ends yeah agreed okay so that's what we've done sorry that's been a bit long but we have had a birthday so we're kind of allowed yeah terry face mm. palm so terry do you have anything for face palm nothing's really annoyed me other than uh the slew of copyright strikes <laughs> we keep getting oh, on on youtube yeah it's it's just upsetting to me, Darren. I'm I'm trying to do good shit here, uh, which we'll get onto in a little bit in what we've played. But I'm trying to do like genuinely do some good shit, and like had like some proper good intentions, and then like today what we get hit with three copyright strikes on three different videos. Yeah, it's just like, but why? <laughs> it, it's I think it's like it might be some music or something like that, but the studio that is claiming it. I can't even find what. It's not like it. It's like I don't think it, it's, it's this. Anything, g- but some background music. I think so. Yeah, it's like it's not even like it's this game company or fucking Sony or something like that's after me. It's just like his fucking studio and then a bunch of numbers and it's like I can't tell if this was a genuine thing. Yeah. Oh no, it didn't. It, you know what? It doesn't even say that it was the um, the video. Uh, sorry, the music, it just says a copyright owner using content ID claim some material in your video. And then it says claim by, but then it doesn't say what the problem is. Mm, it's just you just so, 
which seems really fucking shady, but I'll have to have a look into that. But I mean, at the end of the day, we, we don't have ads on the video anyway, yeah. so I don't see there being a major fucking issue, and it's let me upload them, but just annoying, because <sighs> we, we had this problem previously when we had ads on, and there was fucking issues left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I just want to upload content just to fucking put it out there, and yet there always seems to be a bloody issue. We're not even making any money from it, so what's the problem? I don't know. I just don't get it, Darren. Should we just sack off YouTube and just move to somewhere else, like fucking Vimeo or something like that, you know, somewhere that they don't give a shit about copyright fucking stuff? Yeah, can do. Stupid bloody YouTube. But yeah, I don't know. It's a minor thing. It just cropped up today, but it's annoying because I'm trying to do good shit and it won't let me. Yeah. What about yourself, Darren? What... Complain about something to me that's it's, actually tangible. It's not tangible. a complaint. It's something that I found extremely amusing over the last oh, okay. uh, couple of weeks. And uh, to be fair, I, I've now had it explained to me, so it's not quite as amusing, but I, I still, <laughs> I still oh. want to do it. So um, <laughs> recently I've been looking through Amazon on uh, a few random things. And I, I tend to look at the, uh, the, the, the star rating. So you go down through the comments and someone says, oh, does this have a so-and-so USB power cable? And then you'll get a response saying, I'm sorry, I don't know. Please ask somebody else. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> and it's just, uh, there was another comment. Was, uh, and again, it was just like, uh, does this come with uh, a memory card? I don't know. I bought it for a present. <laughs> it's just like, hang on, why are you answering these? <laughs> if you can't give a decent answer, then just don't answer. I mean, I, I saw loads of these uh, and I was just laughing and I was going through and laughing even more. However, Christina says she has on occasions got emails through from Amazon saying uh, person X is asking a question about item Y. Mm. And you can either ignore it or you can put a response and then that'll automatically go to the website without getting vetted. Uh, okay. So that's where they're coming from. But uh, out of context... You just see the question. It's like, I don't know the answer to that. It's like, well, why answer it then? <laughs> Do you know why it's doing this? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. So informative. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. So anyway, that, that that's my face palm. Um, it, it made me laugh, but it genuinely made me face palm when I was reading through some of these comments. <laughs> I... I it, yeah, I don't know why they allow people... Like, they should have a big fat button on them that says, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, yeah. Yes or no? Instead of, I'm just going to respond to anyone. No, I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, apparently, the way the emails are worded is person X is asked, asked uh, as if you're personally being asked the question. Mm, right, okay. So they're obviously then responding to that, and then that response is going straight to the website and to the comment section. Mm, they probably be, need to be a bit more upfront about that. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that was first palm. Terry, let's discuss what we'll be playing. Checkpoint. Terry, tell me. Yeah. What have you been playing? Video games, Darren. I like video, video games. Video games. I have been playing many of video games. Many of them have been online first-person shooters. Battlefield 1, I played a fair few hours more of the multiplayer on that. Okay. It is very good. Overwatch have their Halloween Terror 2017 event going on at the moment. I checked my stats, and when I before I'd started playing it, I've, I've 
put 40 hours into that game. Okay. Uh, after stopping playing it, I've now put just shot 49 hours into it. And that was over probably about two, three days worth of playing that game. I really like Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> but nearly 50 hours into it at this point, which I I understand is small fry compared to people that have probably put thousands of hours into it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and this is non-competitive stuff. This is just like quick match. Just I just want to shoot dudes for a bit, Yeah, which is, is all good. And uh, loot boxes, Darren. Um, not those horrible... Well, we won't get into it. Uh, the, these are the good ones that you know that you earn by doing stuff, and it's all fun. And I get skins, and it's yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's satisfying. Darn it! Played Sky Force Anniversary uh, because you mentioned it, and then I downloaded the iOS version. Ah, yeah, Sky Force uh, Reloaded. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know what? This is not bad. Um, so I might download the uh, the PlayStation version, and it's like. Okay, this the, wow, that looks really nice. Uh, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's not. Bad. I, I've been playing a lot of that. In fact, I was listening to um, uh, Last Save Loader this morning, and mm-hmm. uh, Colm has got the same addiction that I have. They just, just right, okay, okay. just one more go, just one more go. <laughs> and the, the thing is, so I, I think it was the other weekend. I was sat there playing it, and I'm like, right, just one more go, and I'm going to need to get these cards. I'm going to get this achievement. I'm going to do this, and uh, so <laughs> I was doing it. And every time, it just gives you like an overall leaderboard. Uh, and I was watching it, and it's like columns online, columns online. And he was like, Colin just nipped up one of my lead bottom. I'm like, hang on, <laughs> must do better. <laughs> so I was playing it, and then I got distracted with other stuff. And uh, I tried it this weekend, I think. I went back on, and uh, Colin's now at the top of my leaderboard by a clear like 20, uh, I think it's like two or 3,000. And I was just like, ah, okay, must fix that. <laughs> It's it's nice to have some competitiveness back into uh, these things, and yeah. it, it's a fun game. Like genuine, like even as a standalone thing, it's it's very fun. Yeah. Uh, even its uh, its iOS counterpart. I mean, it does have its free to play caveats in the sense that it does. Yeah. So in the in the PlayStation version, obviously, when you upgrade a ship, it's instant. With the iOS version, you upgrade a ship, and there's a timer. Yeah, that's um, right. It starts at 30 seconds, minute, minute and a half, blah, blah, blah. Some of them might take even longer than that. So, which doesn't bother me too much because at the end of the day, it's a fun game. So, I'm still going to be playing it while things are, you know, are ticking down anyway. Yeah, so, it's yeah. not bothering me too much. But, so my, my current but, state of play, I've got um, Skyforce Anniversary on mm. the PlayStation TV, I've got my Vita, and I've got my PS4. Um, because God, of the Darren. cloud save, it all works in between them, so it's fantastic for that. Skyforce Reloaded, I have on my iPad, on my iPhone, mm-hmm. and the Apple TV. Uh, and <laughs> and the cloud all syncs between them as well, which is fantastic. It's just like Skyforce all the time. Yeah. But, but it's, it's just really bloody good. It, it's, it, like you said last episode, it's the perfect, like, arcade Yeah. Here's a quick go. And it's like, oh, I've got to save all the people. Oh, I've got to try and hit all the enemies. And then when I can't hit all the enemies, I'm like, right, okay, I'll at least try and save the people. Yeah. Like all 10 of them. And then I get a multiplier and then that goes up and then I can upgrade shit and do stuff and put things into other things. It, it does have that, uh, like you said, that kind of like rogue legacy yeah, aspect to it. Go. It's the one more go thing, but it's also like, right, okay, even though I die, I'm still coming out of it. I'm still putting the stars into upgrading myself and then I can go back in and do better this time and then I can get further along and do all this that and the other and it's uh, it's satisfying yeah 
My, it, it, it hits a thing, but I'm not sure what thing it's hitting. My advice to anybody good. with this is farm level six. So uh, as you play through the game, you pick up cards, and cards can give you certain perks. So there'll be stuff like there'll be a coin doubler, and mm-hmm. you'll get some uh, wingmen. So you'll you'll start with like an additional two ships either side of you. And you you yeah. like start with uh, one laser or, or one shield or something like that, but if you go through and do level six, that seems to be the most generous on dropping these cards. Ah, uh, okay. so if you do that, uh, potentially you you get more cards there, and then that will make the rest of the game slightly easier or slightly easier to farm the rest of the stuff. Mm. Um, th- there's definitely one. So I don't know if you got level five uh, where you've got the EMP chasing you around. Oh, I've not got that far yet. Okay, so so basically, I keep dying on level two or three or something like okay. that. Okay, so basically, you've just got to keep moving because you've got an EMP following you. Now there is a card that gives you plus five move speed or plus ten move speed, which allows you to get through that level quite quite easy. But you've got the normal things, so the pick up all the people, the hundred um, percent of the enemies, seventy percent of the enemies, and uh, and remain untouched. Mm. Now you imagine that with an EMP following you all the way around. That makes level five very hard. Jeez, uh, I it's it's but it's a good challenge. That's the thing. Yeah, it's an yeah. enjoyable challenge. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is very much like uh, nineteen forty two or maybe like R type or something like that. It turns into a bit of a bullet hell. Um, but but just I don't know. There's just something about it that I, I'll go on and I'll have like one game and uh, two three hours have passed. <laughs> I'm like ah, I should stop playing now. <laughs> How many games have you played? Just the one. Mm. Just the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one long one. Maybe 50. I'm not quite sure. I've lost track of everything. Yeah. Well, put it this way. Even Christina saw me playing it, and uh, she saw it was on Steam for six, seven quid. So she dropped mm. on it, and then she's like, oh. Ah. <laughs> and then we spent one night there just, just powering through. It was good shit. Bringing people together, Darren. It is. It brings people together. It is. But that—I mean—that's the thing. It's it, stuff like that. If it has that addictive quality to it, then it's, uh, you know, I, I, it's not heroin. I, so it's all good. I kind of want it to come to the Switch because that would be the perfect Switch game. Speaking of Switch, mm. segue. So this thing, this thing has indie games up the ass. It does, yeah. So downloaded Minecraft, obviously. obviously. Uh, downloaded Stardew Valley, obviously. Obviously. One that I've started was... Um, do you know the E. Picross series? I did see he's playing Picross S, I think it is. I really like Picross. I know you like I Picross. I really like Picross games. Uh, so I've been playing Picross, and it's Picross. It's made by the same people that do E. Picross on, uh, on the 3DS. Mm. It's, it, it still freaks me out that I can't really just use a stylus to draw things in. Oh, but, yeah. uh uh, it takes that functionality away of using the touchscreen. Uh, it's kind of the, that is kind of one other thing that does baffle me about the Switch. To be honest with you, they could get away without the touchscreen, but I mm. guess for the like menu stuff, it's it works fine. Yeah, but, uh, that's kind of really what I've been playing on the Switch. Okay. Uh, I do have uh, Mario Rabbids. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, to kind of have a bash up, but I've not got into that as of yet. So yeah. And then, so we, on the last episode, was talking about video games, yeah. obviously. Uh, we was talking about horror video games and, and that sort of stuff, and we got on to talking about um, uh, you playing Resi Evil 7. Yeah. And then I said, oh, I'll tell you what, if you play Resident Evil 7, I'll finish it until dawn. So what did I do? Played Resident Evil 7. And then, 
so you started playing Resident Evil 7. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I have played and completed Until Dawn. And you know what? That's a cracking what game. What a fantastic game. What an amazing game. So this is the problem I have with YouTube at the moment, is the fact that if you've not seen it pop up, which you will have because I've been posting it, I recorded the entire playthrough of the game. Um, and I've split up into 10, ten, uh, ten yeah, parts ten hours, up yeah. to... Uh, yeah, so it, it basically finishes on Halloween, the finale. Cool. And um, th- there are... Oh, I got, what was it, about four and a half hours into it. <laughs> and there were a couple of silly things that happened, silly choices that had been made, or stuff I'd made. I don't want to get into spoilers because yeah. you'll see it anyway uh, if you watch it, but... It's just like, it's one of those where it's like, fuck! But I wanted to live with the choices. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to tamper with anything. It was just like, nope, I'm I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. That was a fucked up mistake, but I'll just keep going with it. That's fine. Yeah. But the way it's done is so clever. Yeah. It, it, it feels seamless. Like, it, it's... I know there are games out there that's like, your choice determines this, that, and the other, but I, like with a lot of this stuff, it's like, there's some little like intricate little things that make like these these bigger things later on happen and it's just like wow i can't believe that me doing this impacted this this and this mm. and it just makes it feel like it's it's genuine your story yes yes agree which is amazing to uh, in feet is that and Man Until Dawn is really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I love the psychiatrist who keeps asking you questions to find out what scares you most between X and Y. And you, mm-hmm. you, even though the, the don't feature that heavily, you still do get little snippets of, oh, that's because I chose that, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was more the, because um, I'd already played maybe the first couple parts of, 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 of the sure. game. So I knew a couple. I knew some of the stuff coming up, or as I was playing it, I'm like, "Oh, I remember this. I remember this." And then I think it's like the second session you have with him, and he's like, "Choose between these. What do you hit more?" And it's just like, uh, like one of the examples was like snakes or spiders, and it's like both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spiders definitely, but blah blah blah. And it's just like you're going through, and all of a sudden he just slams his hand on the desk and. Even though I knew it was coming and I was bracing myself, it still it still scared the shit out of me. And he's just what an asshole. Yep. What an asshole character. It goes a bit off the rails, shall we say, at, at a point. So, so I mean, there's there's actually my review on the uh, on the checkpoint done site from when I played yeah. it, and uh, I think I put in there uh, pretty spoiler free, but I I didn't like the way it went for the last twenty five percent of the game. The certain scare mechanic. I didn't. I didn't mind it. I didn't. I can't say I didn't. I hated it. Oh no, I didn't hate it. I just. I just don't think it was as engrossing as the the, the first three quarters. No, I. I. I think they kind of played their hand very quickly, yeah. uh, which they could have left that dragon for quite a long time and maybe have a little bit of it towards the end. Sure, but yeah. there's kind of one aspect which I'll talk about off uh off of this okay. but it's kind of i kind of saw it coming and when it appeared it was like aha right. aha yeah. um it's it like ah that, okay that makes sense but yeah un- until dawn absolutely fantastic and much like um shit uh, beyond two souls yes going through that and getting so attached to the characters 
uh, and then just for it to end. And it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now what? Yeah. <laughs> Although, in saying that, um, just before we started recording, uh, videos were hitting on YouTube about a game called Hidden Agenda, okay. which is kind of being pegged as like a spiritual successor to Until Dawn. Okay. So maybe maybe I'll have a look at that and and see what I think, and uh, that might be the next game that I play because uh, I do want to kind of fill that until dawn vo- void. Uh, part of me wanted to go back and kind of maybe attempt some different things, sure. okay, and see how it played out. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy-ish with the playthrough I did. But yeah, I'm rambling on now, Darren. I've played many a game. But what about yourself? What what have you been playing? So, uh, as we mentioned, I played Res Evil Seven. How good is that game? <laughs> now, I've uh, my entire experience with it is in VR, and I have to say, so uh, I wouldn't say I've been off on VR, but I've just not been that excited about it. Um, there's been some yeah. good moments, but the the Volvo bit demoy. With this game being purely, uh, well, you can play the entire thing in in VR. What an amazing experience! So, being spoiler-free, the last major event that happened was I was in a garage. Okay. And I had to duck. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> but playing all that in, in, in VR was absolutely amazing. It just felt so alive. I mean, there, there was an initial point, and again, this is the first two or three minutes of the game, that you pull up in the car, uh, you go walking around, and uh, you walk to a house. And there's a swing outside, and uh, I went up to the house, and there's an open door. I'm like, uh-huh. And there's a light on the outside of the door. I'm like, uh-huh. And I poke my head in, and I'm like, it's all dark in there. <laughs> so I backed out and went and pushed the swing for about five minutes until I built the courage to go in. <laughs> but massively engrossing. Some of the things that have happened in that... So I haven't really jumped or been freaked out. I've just really, really enjoyed the immersive experience. You didn't get freaked out? Okay. No, I think I I probably jumped once where somebody came through a wall and I didn't expect them to. <laughs> I think that makes everyone yeah. jump. Uh, but apart from that, I, I've just really, really enjoyed it. But I, I do love this kind of film. I do love like those uh, those type of films. So a lot of the stuff that's happened, I've expected to happen. But but just as a VR experience, absolutely amazing. Could this be the first Resident Evil game that Darren finished? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, I sent back the rental uh, because I was going to buy the the Gold Edition comes out in November, December. I believe, yeah, uh, I believe it's next month. Yeah, uh, Christina bought it from from birthday, so I was like, nice, awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't wait to play it. I do want to get. I, I'm thinking about getting the gold edition because they've got some story stuff coming. The, there's um, yeah, there's two two lots of DLC already, and then there's something about uh, one of the characters. Yeah, I'm just glad you're enjoying it because I was I was kind of worried that you because I know that you're not totally keen on the game. I know you like the films, but the game stuff. So the, this is the first Resi Evil game since like one and two that I've really enjoyed. Uh, because mm. this is more of a, um, I don't know, it's more of an experience than a horror game. Yeah. And I just think it's VR done very well. And to be honest with you, you've barely scratched the surface yeah, on yeah, that I game. Yeah, I know, I know. I was looking at a walkthrough, I'm like, ah, oh, I've got loads to go. And and that, that was the point that I sent it back thinking, well, I'll actually buy it and just enjoy my way through it. Uh, you need to savour that experience. Yeah. Um, 
because I got to the point of basically that door that you t- spoke mm-hmm. about, and I'm like, you know what? The headset came off. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went to go have a breather. I came back and played that game on the TV, mm, and plus. I was still yeah, I was still at points like proper like sweating, and not because I'm fat. It was just more like it was just like sweaty palms everything so the the garage scene which i mentioned Mm -hmm. have you not experienced that in vr no (laughs) oh you so need to do that i i like i said i literally got to the point of where the i'm thinking like you is like is it's dark it's dark in there and i know what's in there because i played beginning hour so i know i uh, and then just like nope 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 took the heads off and even if you put it on easy just go through and experience that because some of the things that happen so uh, I, I tell a lie I have played about 20 minutes in um, via remote play and you bloody liar and it was dull seriously put the headset on put it on easy and at least do that garage scene because it, I mean there's even mm. that point where you're at that window speaking to the person on the outside and just how all, all that works it's just like I can actually reach out and touch you you're going to save my life you are you are <laughs> Uh, and then bad <laughs> things happen and, and stuff. and uh, Really amazing. Really amazing, Terry. Get the headset it's, on. I just think that game as a whole is, is amazing. Uh, it, it's one of my favourite games of the year. Wow, okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a few, but that, that was kind of one of the... Uh, it was the main game at the start of the sure, year. Sure, okay. Um, and it, 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 I still think about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. How much fun I had with it. And it's... Uh, now that obviously this DLC stuff's coming towards the end of the year, it's it's like kind of rekindling sure, yeah. that interest for it. But I'm glad you're having fun with it. So, I think Christine's trying to kill me off. So, okay. <laughs> not only has Resi- she, she bought me Resi Evil, because she, she, she's heard me whimpering a few times. <laughs> uh, uh, she she bought me Rush of Blood, uh, the Until Dawn. Oh, now okay. that, Terry, is a good experience. So it's not though, is no, it? No, it's though. No, it really is because all it is is you got seven levels in total. It is mm. literally on rails. Yeah, a move controller in each hand as a gun, mm-hmm. and uh, the first level's uh, kind of uh, you, you kind of going through an amusement park. You shooting ducks, so, so anything with a target on you, just kind of shooting, and you feel kind of badass because you you shooting these things and the torch come in. And uh, to be fair, there are little roller coaster bits, and uh, mm. my stomach went on both occasions. <laughs> um, but yeah you, you kind of come down the roller coaster and you've got to duck your head to the left duck your head to the right uh, uh, but really good really good and it, as I said it's only seven levels um, mm-hmm. with increasing difficulty but some of the things are a bit just a bit freaky and because you're in VR and totally immersed uh, I mean there was a section where there was just the, you're going through a slaughterhouse and I can leave the rest mm-hmm. to the imagination. But when you feel like you're actually in that slaughterhouse and things are happening around you, it's just like, hmm, that's grim. <laughs> so I played the demo. Oh, right. Okay. So it was like, I felt like super uncomfortable even at the opening titles, where it's just that it's just that hallway that you're going down and just things are going on around you. And I'm like, I, I, I can't cope with this. So... So every time you put on the headset and every time you start the game, you have to go down that hallway because that's where the titles come down. Yes. And you can't skip it until the Rush of Blood uh, titles come up. 
Yeah. So there's a certain thing in there. There's a certain jump scare, which every single time I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, good, good. <laughs> if me was the, I, I seem to think, is there like a woman crying in one of the there, rooms? There is to the left. Yeah. And I always kind of, I always look in that room yeah. and just see her and I almost expect it to, oh. And then just like look around and like cautious looking behind me and everything, and it's just the opening title of the fucking game. Yeah, but no, no, that's great. I I really do like it. I've I've done like five of the seven levels so far, Uh, Mm -hmm. but after that you just increase the difficulty and go through the for the leaderboard stuff. It's not particularly hard. Yeah, do you think you'll be getting the impatient when it comes out? Quite possibly, uh, because I do like a good horror game. In, especially in VR, by the sounds of it. Yes, yes, yes. I, I am now liking VR, Terry. Wow. I know. Um, let's see. So, Resident Evil, that was Rush of Blood. Um, currently, I'm about two chapters into Injustice 2. Oh, okay. How are you, you, you faring with it? Really enjoying it. It looks gorgeous. Okay. I can't remember what happened at the end of Injustice, and this continues from that, so I'm a bit like, um, what's going on? So- Superman was a dick. Superman's always a dick. I know, but I mean, within the context of the story, he's like mega dick. So I need, I think before revisiting the game, I need to just watch a walkthrough and watch the last chapter or something, because I, mm. I honestly can't remember what it is. And as I said, this continues the story. Gone to like IGN or GameSpot, they'll have like Injustice, the story or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but to be fair, the story, story is pretty cool. Uh, there, are, there are certain mm-hmm. characters which have switched sides. Okay. And I'm like, hang on, so you're on that side play now? <laughs> Switch stuff. I So Mario Kart 8, I've been absolutely flying through that. I've, mm-hmm. I I think I've almost finished the 100cc. Uh, so I've got three stars on all the 50cc stuff. And I'm at the 100 now. Um, and I think I'm just on, just got the last one to do before that's done. So I'll be sociable tonight and get through mm-hmm. that. I got Lego World with the Switch. Okay. Pity, really. I I was oh. kind of expecting a Lego version of Minecraft. And they've tried to do that, but they've made it massively overcomplicated. Oh. So basically, what, uh, long story short, the first three islands are essentially tutorials. And you go around and you do quests for people. And mm. as you do quests, they give you gold bricks. But the, on these early islands there, right, lower the floor, raise the floor, do this, build a thing, copy this building. Um, but you've got, I think it's one of those things that if you could be bothered getting into it, it will be an amazing experience. Because you've got all the tools so you can paint anything, uh, any colour you want. You can go around and scan any object, uh, so add hmm. it to your inventory. So you right, can okay. then recreate whatever you want. So that potentially sounds cool. But in and amongst, you've got some, the shitty Lego combat, where you just press X to win. Oh, whichever <laughs> bloody button is over there. I can't remember. <laughs> that, that's the only problem with switching between the Switch and the other controls, because it's like, press Y, and I'm like, I go straight for the top button. It's like, stop there, it's over there. <laughs> Shut <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so I... I th- the controls are a bit janky, and the camera is very janky. But it does have all the vehicles, and it's like an open world game, and all the rest of it. But but once you've done the intro islands, basically you hit like random, and you'll get like a random world that has random stuff on it, and you'll go there and you'll do challenges for people, and then mm. you'll get more gold bricks, and then move on to the next one. And I spent two or three hours playing it. I'm like, you know what? This isn't that good. So I've actually sold that. 
And it's amazing, the Switch games hold their value. Um, I've managed to sell it more than it is uh, so used. I might manage to sell it more than what it is in the shops. God bless eBay. God bless eBay. <laughs> so yeah, Lego Worlds. And unfortunately, um, it, it it might be something that's all right on the PC, but on the console, I don't think it really works. There's just too many menus. There's just too many potential things you can do. I'm going to blow your mind now, Darren. Um, Minecraft. So uh, I think I think that's a problem <laughs> because I'm just so used to the simplicity of Minecraft. Yeah. So imagine going into Minecraft and then having in your build tab, uh, potentially having like six tabs, which you can mm. raise ground, lower ground, flatten ground, do this, do that, do this. Mm. And it's just, I don't know, I just feel like it's a bit off complicated. Nah. Um, so just quickly, last two things I have played. Um, this weekend, it was a free weekend on Dawn of War 3 um, on Steam. Okay. Real-time strategy. I I played a couple of hours. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Don't think I'm going to drop on it, but I enjoyed what I played. I'll probably wait for it to drop till about 10 or maybe. Uh, it, well, Darren, mm. Steam sale. Yeah. Starting Thursday, I think. Ouch. So it may be on sale then. Yeah, okay. Uh, then then I might drop on it because I, I enjoyed what I played. Hmm. And then just finally, and this was for Eddie. He, he he was telling me how life is strange, that I, I really need to finish at least chapter one and at least chapter two. And then once I've done that, I'll be I'll be in the mood for life is strange and then I'll go and complete it. Yeah. Apparently I am dead inside, which I uh, I already know this. Yeah. Um, I got to the end <laughs> of uh, chapter two and I'm like, meh. Oh, Darren. Yeah, so so at least I tried. I tried. I don't know. I, uh, maybe maybe it's because I burnt out on the Telltale games. Was it about a year back? And yeah, although this isn't a Telltale game, it's got similar mechanics. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was all right. Uh, I've not attempted to play Life is Strange yet, so give it a go. I'd be interested. I might give it a go. Yeah, I might. Gi- I might give that a go. Step step up to the plate. Seeing as Darren is is letting the side down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cool. And that is what we've played. Terry, let's discuss what we've watched. Checkpoint. So tell me, what have you been watching? I have been watching TV and films. I will start with the TV. Red Dwarf is back, Darren. It is. So I... I have a strange relationship with Red Dwarf. As you know, I do a Red Dwarf podcast. Do you do a Red Dwarf podcast? I do, and I run a Red Dwarf uh, fan site and all the rest of the stuff. So when when there's more Red Dwarf, I really... So I'll watch the episodes, but I can't help being analytical about them. So I'm already Ah. breaking them down, deconstructing them, saying, well, that wouldn't happen, and why would that happen? And how are we going to talk about that in the podcast? And... Uh, so it kind of spoils it for me. It, it's only recently I've been able to go back to season 11 and go back and enjoy them because I know there's no no longer any work around them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think you said the same thing when it came to like um, game reviews. Like yeah. you weren't able to enjoy them because it was kind of sucking you out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. But yeah, so the first episode was okay. I, I really, uh, We only watched the second episode last night and I actually really mm. enjoyed it, the Siliconia. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that was good. I like that. 
and then the third episode uh so i'm i'm only watching them on tv now so I, i'm series linking them on dave hd so i'm not bothering right. with the uh the oh the the uh, the uk tv yeah yeah so i'd seen i've seen three episodes okay they're all right yeah it's it's more red dwarf they're they're okay but it's it's fine i mean i i'm enjoying them because it's red dwarf but i'm part in the back of my mind i'm thinking why are we still doing this yeah but i'm enjoying it while it lasts sort of thing yeah agreed agreed. um but they they have far surpassed the heyday but it just kind of feels like a swan song sort of thing to to red dwarf at the moment but uh yeah We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. I mean, if if this is the last series, then that's that's fine. I'm I'm happy with what we've got. If it continues, that's also fine as well. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I don't know. Red Dwarf. I can't. I can't complain about Red Dwarf. Okay. I could do, but I'm not going to. Films wise, mm. the other night I watched a film called The Babysitter on Netflix, huh. which is a Netflix original. Huh. Have you also seen this film? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like it's going to have Vince Vaughn in. This is... Do you know who McG is? McG. Yeah. No. Is he the dude that directed the Charlie's Angels films? Oh, my God. It's basically... Um, grind. It's trying to be like a Grindhouse film. Okay. But it feels way too glossy for, for a Grindhouse film. Long story short, it's basically a kid that is way too old to have a babysitter, has a babysitter, and she's looking after him one night, and then satanic cult and things happen. Oh, okay. And it's just, that's not me spoiling it, because that is like in the like the blurb at the beginning, I think it's like two hours long, hour and a half to two hours long. Okay. It's brain out, you don't really have to watch it intently to know what's going on, it's like, oh, alright, okay, that's still happening, and then just continue to go about your business. Uh, in your case, just be sociable on the Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's fine. It's not as intense as uh, two other films I've watched, Darren, that you absolutely have to pay attention to. So I went to the cinema and I watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So uh, if I remember rightly, we've we've spoke about the original Blade Runner, and yeah, neither of us. Uh, b- Again, kind of like with you move, doing movie channels, because we watched them when it, it wasn't in its prime, should we say? Or should say mm-hmm. way after. Uh, so technology moved on and everything like that. We didn't really get yeah. it. Yeah. So how how does the new Blade Runner work? I mean, is it does it feel modern or have they, they tried to keep it like 30 odd years old? I don't know how to approach this one because I've also watched the original Blade Runner. Ah, okay. Maybe should, maybe should talk about the original Blade Runner off the back of what you've just said. Sure, okay. So off of Blade Runner, so the, the when we spoke about it, it was one of those where it's like, I don't get it. Yeah. It was just like, I don't get the hype behind it. Yeah. And that was kind of how I approached 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the sense that it's groundbreaking at the time. I can understand why people fucking love it. Yep. Uh, but I don't get it. Yes. So, I've rewatched Blade Runner. Um, it's the final cut. Okay. And it's it's all right. It is all right. It's a very fucking slow burn. Mm. I watched this after going to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay. Now that is also a very fucking slow burn. It's nearly three hours long. 
Okay. But man, is that film fucking spectacular. Okay. It just looks gorgeous. The story is just engrossing. The acting is really well done. The music, just everything. This feels like something that you you need to go to the cinema and see. Okay. It's it's just all encompassing. But I, like we've said before, you know, your sound system is way better than what a cinema sound system is going to be. Mm. But just to see it on the big screen feels like it's just something else. Okay. You you get it on your TV, but seeing it on a big cinema screen is something else. But it's very difficult. I mean, I was kind of gushing about it on on Twitter, like after I'd been to see it. But I can't really tell you exactly why. Obviously, it, it's it's good, but the I don't know. Just everything about it, like I said, that the cinematography behind it, the 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 world building that they do, and the way that the world works around it all, and and kind of what happens within and it it just it's all about engrossing you and and kind of just making this you feel a part of this thing or you know wanting to live in that world and even though it's like a dystopian you know kind of uh you know technoir kind of dystopian cyber future it's just such a cool thing that they've done and, and and just the way that they've built this world up Honestly, there's a very small amount of action in it, but what it does not only breaks it up, but makes it feel worthwhile rather than just having action for action's sake. Okay. But like I said, that that's what I mean about it being a slow burn. It's it's very slow paced. Scenes go on longer than a typical action film would do because it would lose people's attention. Sure, okay. That's why I went back to Blade Runner just to see what that was like, and that does the same thing. There's a lot of long, like lingering shots. There's a lot of like uncomfortable silences. There's a lot of this, that, and the other. And they've really tried to. I don't think they've gone out of the way to try, and, you know, make it the exact same, but kind of make it like a love letter to Blade Runner. Got you. Okay. But it's still its own film. Okay. So you could probably just watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and if you've seen Blade Runner, you'll get things that are in it mm. but it's a perfect like standalone film so they had an offer on the apple tv and blade runner they, they've just bumped that up to 4k and they had it on offer oh, okay. 4.99 5.99 so i was like you know what I'll, I'll okay i've done if you're not opposed to like slow burns mm. like slow burn films it's it's worth it i mean i watched it again and i'm like I don't know whether the appreciation for 2049 heightened my appreciation for Blade Runner. Sure, okay. But it, maybe that maybe that is what it is, as weird as it seems like 2049, the sequel, has helped my appreciation of the original because the uh, sequel was so good. Yeah, yeah. That the original one seems better in retrospect because yeah, I know what it's building up to. It's, it's a weird one, but... Um, I think the two kind of work really well together, even though they are their own separate things, like 35 years apart. But it's just a pity because by the sounds of it, it's not doing very well. But the film is is amazing. People seem to be gushing about this like people were gushing about uh, original Blade Runner. Right. In the sense that it's like a cinematic achievement sort of thing. Yeah. And I can see where they're coming from. I'm not going to like, it's it's very fucking impressive. Is that film? Okay. Um, Blade Runner is really good. Uh, Twenty forty nine is really good. So, I, I would urge you to, even if you don't go to see them and see it, I, I would definitely urge you to watch that film. 
mm-hmm. um, when it comes out because it's it it's I really really enjoyed it. I I wanted to go back and watch it again, um, like immediately afterwards. Cute. Um, it's it's a three hour film that feels like it could go on even longer. Okay. Well, I look forward to it coming out on on iTunes. Because you'll have nice 4K, and I believe it is an Atmos in the cinema, so yeah, yeah. you'll have your nice Atmos as well. Cool. So what about yourself, Darren? What what have you been watching? Well, I'll quickly go through them. Um, so I've watched the new Transformers film, uh, The Last Night. But why? Um, I, I like Michael Bay films. I like Transformers. It's all right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the best film I've ever seen. And to be fair, I think the Transformers films are... I I really enjoyed the first one. I, I thought that was absolutely stunning. And as mm-hmm. they've gone on, I think they've just lost something. The first one had a charm yeah. to it. So th- this is all right. And this kind of follows, if you ever watched the original cartoons, there was a certain story arc in that that it kind of follows. And there's definitely going to be a sequel to this for reasons. Fair enough. It was all right. I, I, I mean, there were a lot of hang on. If if that happened, then then stuff. Mm. So it, it was okay. It was okay. Not a patch on the first one, but as a Transformers film, eh, all right. Do you feel like you transformed out, or do you think you're still going to keep going? I will. Co- I will continue. I, I do like Transformers, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just think the way that this story is going, it's a bit meh. Mm. Now, one film that I did really enjoy. And it's strange because I didn't really enjoy the last one. Is Despicable Me three? Oh, okay. So this this is kind of weird. So the story's continued through the uh, three films and uh, the things that have happened with the uh, with the main villain, should we say? And his family life has continued. His job life, but there is a master villain out there. Now the thing is, this guy you would love him. He's stuck in the eighties. <laughs> You're telling me I'm stuck in the yes, 80s, Darren? Yes, you are. Oh. So he's stuck in the 80s. All 80s music is there with a the shell suit, is there with a the mullet, and just doing everything that's very... is basically Mr. 80s themed. Nice. <laughs> now, the thing is, he's voiced by um, Trey Parker. Oh, okay. From um, South Park. So it's very weird yeah. hearing his voice, but I think because of the way he does... Well, the way he does his voice, he suits his character perfectly. And I really, really enjoyed this film. Mm. I kind of wish they'd have skipped two and maybe done a, a, an extra five minutes on the beginning of here just saying, oh, this is how we got from uh, the story in one to, to the story in this. Right, okay. But yeah, really, really good. Uh, Despicable Me 3. Uh, TV-wise, uh, like like uh, you mentioned Red Dwarf, we've seen that, we like that. Once Upon a Time has come back on Netflix for season seven, I think. Um, and <sighs> they've just rebooted it, but rebooted it. In, and even after two episodes, it's time to bring back the original character. Like, no. I thought you got off this fucking horrible train of horridness. No, but Darren, no. But the thing is, when, when you open up the Netflix app on your, your phone or iPad, it says, hey, hey. Look at this new thing here. You press on the button and say, what? It's like, look, it's new series, this. I know you don't like it, but... You're going to watch it anyway, it's fine. Yeah, so we watched two episodes of that. <laughs> and it's oh, all God. right. It's a bit cheesy. In fact, it's still cheesy. They've just kind of moved locations. Next, you'll be watching Bloody Scream. Um, oh, I, you know what? I never went back to that final episode. Neither did I. No. I still not watched it yet. It's still sat there. Now, uh, uh, 
a little guilty pleasure, uh, Zapped. He's back for a second series. Uh, okay. So Zapped is... I don't, it's either ITV or BBC. I'm not sure which one it's on. Uh, I've just got a series link for it. It's the dude out of... The guy out of In Between Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. So he has, for reasons, been zapped back into the past. So he's back in the medieval times. Mm. And he's just kind of coping back there. James Buckley. Yeah, that's the guy. So, yeah, he's just kind of there. And he's got a a wizard and a a seer and a barman and another guy that they're just... They have a weekly thing that they do stuff. It's like situation of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It's all right. It's not. It, it's it's kind of brain out TV, but I quite like it. It's only like, what, 20 minutes, half an hour per episode. That's not too bad. That's not bad. Mr. Robot. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the last episode. We're now two episodes into season three of that. This is really picking up. In fact, it's the, um, you know, the main dude out of Until Dawn. Yep. Uh, yep. I know. <laughs> so, and I'm like, that's Mr. Robot, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's back for season three. And uh, to be fair, I didn't really like the direction season two went. This is bringing it back to season one standards. Okay. So, yeah, only two episodes, but really good. And then just finally, for TV-wise, uh, and again, this was on the last save loaded, they, they they went, oh, it, it's really unfortunate initials for Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey. And he's like, yeah, STD. I'm like, oh, all right, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean what I'm four or five episodes in now so I'm up to date on it and you know what I really like it it's going in rather dark directions mm. and I like it I, I really like where it's going well, it's not too bad I, I've, I've still to start this so I'd, I'd probably get in there before there are too many episodes to binge through but I, I, I think now we're at a point where the crew is established so it's probably a safe time to jump in. Right, okay. So, And I've seen they've been renewed for season two, so... Well, that makes me happy. It's going to go keep going. Yeah. So, Terry, I challenge you mm. to watch Minority Report. You did. Tell me about Minority Report. Has it aged well? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, this was uh, 2002. Hmm. I think this came out when I was doing a bit of research. But, yeah, this is 2002, but... I was thinking about it as I was watching it, and I'm just thinking visually, this still looks very impressive. Mm. And with Spielberg doing Ready Player One, mm. I'm thinking that if this still holds up fucking 15 years later, yeah. that I'm hoping that Ready Player One is, is visually going to look and hold up just as well as this does. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm very hopeful for that now. This film is a slow burn. It's about two and a half hours. Yeah. But again, as I was saying before, I don't mind slow burn films. It was weird. <laughs> so the memories I have of it is, so some of the tech that was being used. So the, almost like what turned into like the connect and things like that. You know, the hand gestures and things like that to move through screens. I kind of pull myself out of films sometimes, uh, even though I try and get immersed in them and just like, you know, he's doing all the hand gestures and he's kind of swirling his hand over here and doing all this, that, and I'm just thinking, yeah, I can see you doing that, what you're doing on screen, but I'm just thinking as he's filming it, just like, right, okay, just fucking move your hands around like a dickhead. Yeah, I, I that. that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of wish that, because he had those uh, gloves that he was, you know, the, the, the like two-finger 
glove yeah. sort of things, kind of moving things about. I really wish VR had had like the haptic gloves or something like that, just to. Uh, it'll probably get round if VR kind of still, you know, remains a thing. Yeah. Or even like the mixed reality stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, maybe make it feel a bit more, bit more realistic. It's, it's all well and good simulating, you know, with the with the move controllers or like with the Oculus Touch yeah. uh, controllers, that sort of stuff. But to actually, okay, just slip these gloves on. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm just gonna pick this gun up. I'm just gonna feed the. You know, I'm just gonna do this, that, and the other. But I, the thing that scared me and what I'm genuinely surprised hasn't really kind of taken off yet mm. and i'm not saying it should be a thing is those targeted adverts yes i can see that becoming a thing well to be to be fair on the internet that's what we've got now that that's why you're getting all the cookie prompts of oh, we use cookies for xyz so it's only a matter of time yeah but I'm, like to that degree sure okay it just like this like really fucking horrible aggressive like oh you know it's like Oh hi Terry, how's it going? Do you want to buy this? And it's just like that, just constantly. But like you get those emails daily, don't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. D- do you want Viagra? Yeah, go on then. I'm gonna use it, but fuck it. Yeah, it's it, like that sort of technology and that mm. sort of stuff. And I'm not quite sure that I, I don't think they're gonna have like the twins and and the girl in there. Sure. In yeah. the bath, you know, predicting the future, mm. but you know, it's. Uh, I, I like the bait and switch with the with the villain. Sure, yeah. Y- you think it's going to be Colin Farrell, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I always like that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, I know what's going on. And it's like, oh, hang on a second. No, it's not, it's not how that worked at all. What the fuck? Tom Cruise is, is still Tom Cruise. Yep. He's, he's, he's all right in this film. You... Junkie Tom Cruise. Yeah, he was all right back then. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a very good film. It, it's aged... It's aged fairly well. Okay. Um, it it does still hold up, and like I say, that don't get me wrong. Obviously, Spielberg is a very good director, mm. but this is the first film I think I've seen of him kind of take this noir kind of futury actiony thrillery thing. And like I say, I'm, I'm hopeful that Ready Player One, even though it's not going to be like a thriller, it's you know it's going to be futuristic and actiony and comedy and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So. Okay. I'm 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 eager to see what happens, but Minority Report is a good film. I also, I noticed that this has turned into a TV series. So I have heard that. I've not seen any. I, I've, I've just been checking on IMDb. Uh, it was from 2015 to 2015. Oh, that's unfortunate. So it wasn't long lasting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a bummer, but uh, no, Minority Report was was pretty good. It's it is a long winded one, but. Uh, uh, it seems to go pretty quickly, so I can't complain. Cool. It was a good one, Darren. It was a good one. So, your next challenge. So, this is going to be slightly different, and we need we need to redeem something. So, you what? have seen The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the film. Yeah, but I've tried to blank it out of my memory. Okay. So, for, uh-huh. for reasons that will become apparent shortly, uh, you okay. are going to watch The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, this is six episodes of about 25 minutes long. Okay. And uh, we will discuss in detail uh, once you've watched it, but you kind of need to experience that. Fair enough. So uh, it's probably available on streaming service. Now, I can give you a couple of options. You can either A, go for the audiobook, 
Mm-hmm. So you're not exactly watching it. But the reason I say that is, so I'm not I'm not sure if you're aware of the history of Hitchhiker's Guide. I think you've explained it to me before how the is the TV series not the actors of the radio. No, correct. Drama, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it yeah. was done as a, a radio dramatization back in the seventies, and people lost the shit about it. So they took said voice actors and uh, said, right, put on those, put on those outfits. We're going to act this out. And they're like, really? Uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. And uh, so if you listen to the audio it's, it's, it's as if somebody's just taking the audio off straight from the uh, TV series. Right. Okay. But I'd suggest, I would suggest watching it. You may even then go and get the audiobook just so you can relive it. Mm, okay. But it goes in some very interesting directions, uh, very different directions to the film. The The film kind of hit the key bullet points, but mm. missed a lot of points. Right, okay. So, so mm. yeah, that's your challenge. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay, fair enough. So, Terry, let's discuss what we've read. So what have you read? Oh, listen to. I have finished Aliens Rivers of Pain. Wow, that's taken you a while. It has taken me a while. So the the first book, uh, Out of the Shadows, engrossed me in a way mm. uh that it, it's it's been a while since a, a book grabbed me by the bollocks and said, No, mm. seriously, sit outside for the next ten minutes and just listen to the rest of this chapter. I think my reasoning for that without spoiling this one is that with without the shadows it was a self-contained thing sure yeah this feels like it's relying on things that have already been established okay and it kind of like it's like yeah but i i I can i can see where certain things are and it's just like but i that's why i liked out the shadows because it was its own thing it had its own characters Sure, Ripley was in it, but it it was its own thing. Yeah. Okay. This is just like, oh, okay, right. I I I know how this is gonna end. Sure. So, okay. Um, even though you kind of got that from out of the shadow, but it was intriguing to see what may happen. Right. Okay. And the way that they left some stuff, I don't know. It's one of those. It, it it's it's a very well produced audio drama. It, it's you know it's it is really good. It really well done. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that, and I did enjoy the rest of it. Okay, but yeah, it it was fine. It, it it was fine. It was one of those where I was in the office on my lonesome, so I thought, fuck it, I'm going to finish it. So I I did, and uh, I'm happy I've done it. Cool. Uh, if there's a third one, I'm, I'll probably give it a go. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel the need to. I wasn't as eager about this one, I guess, as as out the shadow. Okay. Despite the fact that I've got many, uh podcast to catch up on and, and audiobooks to uh to listen to I've, I've just been listening to ready play one again there's nothing wrong with that it, it genuinely isn't i think i'm about an hour and a half away from finishing it again okay and i am just grinning from ear to ear with i, I it's one of those because i've left it for so long yeah uh since the last time i heard it and because it's what a 14 15 hour book yeah I'm I'm remembering the fundamental basics of it, but the intricacies of a lot of stuff I'm I'm forgetting, and it's just it just makes me smile. Like I'm genuinely happy when I listen to this book. Yeah. Um, 
this book is great i i can't say enough of it we've we've mentioned about it before but uh ready player one is such a fantastic book i am so glad that i'm i'm listening to it again in fact before we started the uh recording i was watching the trailer for the for the film Mm, okay (sighs) we've still got the book (laughs) don't get me wrong like i was saying uh, with the minority report stuff i'm i'm hoping that that what steven spielberg's done is 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 genuinely going to be really good but it's just like you know the 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 race scene in the trailer and just thinking how in stark contrast it is to the 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 book yeah sure like what the other the other things you know what other things are going to happen yeah or be missed or yeah yeah so heavily from the book but i don't know we'll we'll see what happens but th- that audiobook is is fantastic yeah totally agree uh, probably one of the best books i've i've ever read uh, slash listen to no i i agree i agree i keep going back to it every now and again it, it's just it, it, it like you've said before you've you've listened to it and not really paid attention to it if you know what yeah. i mean um but it is it is one of those it's like i've been sat working and i've been listening to it and i'm able to kind of take my brain out do what i'm doing at work and kind of half listen to yeah. it but yeah it, it, it's been car journeys it's been on walks it's been on uh, you know, listening in the office to working in the warehouse, you know, just any time I get a chance to listen to it, I've been listening to it. Cool. And it's super cool. And I really like that book. What have you been listening to, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just a little bit of context around this. So, okay. um, it's about maybe two months ago. I, uh, uh, it kind of like what um, Colm's just been ill with or, or rushed to hospital with but clearly not quite as bad. I I had about three or four days where I had like um, chest pains and like heart palpitations. So I, I, I never mm. I never go to the doctors. I fucking hate the doctors. But I actually went down and went, listen, I've got this. It's not normal. I'm, I'm a healthy person. Da, 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 da. So they hooked me up to an ECG, all the rest of it. I, I had blood tests, I had a urine test. I, I even went for um, up to the hospital. I had like an ECG on my heart, all the rest of it. Everything checks God. out perfect. Yeah, yeah. Everything checked out fine. They went. However, you do have um, you do have high cholesterol. So here, here's some drugs. You go take those for the rest of your life. I was like, uh? and she went, "All oh, right, just just give you an idea of some side effects." Uh, yeah. So y- y- your muscles are probably going to start to ache, and y- you're probably going to get some headaches and stuff. And I was like, um, I don't sound like these are what I want to be taking. So. So I came home, did a bit of research, and uh, so the the drug that they give you, the the default drug, is uh, Stantins. Right. And these are then uh, given to you, uh, which then reduce um, the high, uh, in air quotes, bad cholesterol. Mm. Okay. So I was doing a bit of Googling, and uh, th- this this book came up, and it was there on Audible. So I thought, you know what? L- let me let me educate myself on on what cholesterol is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just uh, in fact, just reading the NHS site. So some of the common side effects of these these drugs: uh, one in ten people will get the following: uh, nosebleeds, sore throat, running and blocked nose, headaches, feeling sick, problem with digestion. So that's constipation, diarrhea, ingestion, flatulence, muscle and joint pain, increased blood sugar levels, and increased risk of diabetes. And I was like, I don't want to take these drugs. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, no. the, the book that I, I listened to, it was a 12-hour book by uh, Dr. Malcolm Kendrick, and it's called The Great Cholesterol Con. And basically what he does, he, he spends 12, 13 hours explaining exactly what cholesterol is, what it does to the body, and why the stantins are essentially a money-making scheme. Technically, yes, they do lower the cholesterol levels, yeah. but cholesterol will not kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's So it, it, he spent about 10 hours of the book just saying, right, uh, this plus this does not equal mortality. This plus this does not equal mortality. This, uh, and basically disproved everything that... Or I should say he, he brought up a case for why you shouldn't really worry about cholesterol. Mm. Uh, and then he even went to the extreme of saying, look, so P- so basically you get this nice little number which says, uh, so anything over, I think it's anything over four now that uh, they want to put you on standing for the rest of your life. And uh, these are seven quid a month. Jeez, right, okay. So he's, so anything about above a four, um, then they will now prescribe these. But he actually did some corner cases where... He actually proved that people normally with three and lower have got a higher risk of mortality or statistically. And basically, Hmm. he just went through and he went through uh, so different cultures, different countries and all the stats and all the rest of it. Uh, And then the last two hours were just right. So if you don't want to die of heart disease, this is what you need to do. And none of it included lowering your cholesterol. Right. Okay. So it it was interesting. It it was a bit of a hard listen because it was like stats after stat after stats after stats and and, uh, quite a lot of medical terms. But I I feel better educated after it and uh, really glad I didn't put a single one of those tablets in my mouth. Bloody hell. But actually, th- thanks to Colm, um, I-, I actually dropped him a, a DM when I'd been uh, giving them, because I-, I know he got prescribed some a while back. I'm like, mm. what did you do as an alternative? So he gave me a few tips and stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, so everything seems to be back to normal without even touching these devil tablets. That's, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. But, but yeah, uh, interesting read if, if anybody has recently been um, diagnosed with high cholesterol at least go and have a read and be be a little bit more educated and see the other side yeah so yeah so quite a serious one on that one now the other one i've read and this is why you've got the next challenge so i so the the hitchhiker's guide books are, are rather confusing so there are currently six books okay there was an original trilogy so you had part one, part two, and part three of three. Mm. Uh, this book is part six of three. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and the, the worst thing is they took the first five books and dramatized them all. So you had all the uh, actors, all the voice actors that did the original book and, and did all five. Right, so I've okay. listened to that a number of times and I listened to the story and, and they were done by Douglas Adams. He wrote mm-hmm. them... Uh, all the deed, and they, were, they actually came to a conclusion. Interesting conclusion, but it came to a conclusion. So, a guy called Ion Colfer, he did a book and called And Another Thing. This kind of picks up at the end of book five, where it had an actually end, and then continued the story for another book. It was okay. It felt more like a bit of, I wouldn't say a fanfic, but, you know, you know kind of, it was a fan book. 
So it, it picked sure. a lot of the key points that happened through the other books and, and brought back those references and stuff. So I can see him giving, oh, this is brilliant. So I'll put this in and that happened in the first book and that happened in the third book and da, 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 da. And oh, I'm, I'm going to use that saying again because that was really funny. And, and it's kind of like that. Mm. There are some okay bits in it, but it just, I don't think it's a patch on Douglas Adams' writing or his humour. It, it it doesn't even sound obviously it's not like ghost written or anything like that but um i guess douglas adams and, and maybe that franchise has been taken like down tom clancy route mm. sense that people are kind of writing for them but it won't be a patch on yeah quite possibly on, on the original uh yeah so i mean if you do like the hitchhiker's guide world and once you've got to the end of book five and you do want some more, then there is more out there, but it's not Douglas Adams. And and you can definitely tell by the writing style. I am um, I kept switching off at points. Maybe maybe because it wasn't dramatized. So you had a lot of the um there'd be something about let's say Pangalactic Gaggle Blasters or something like that. Now in the original thing you'd have like a pause, then a prompt, and then the book would come up and then you get the book's voice explaining what a Pangalactic Gaggle Blaster was and some some right. comedy little skip mm. that does it in this but it's like footnote da, 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 and then just switches back to the story and because it was all done in the same voice now to be fair the guy who voiced it was um, the guy who plays Arthur Dent in the in all the other books so at least it had his voice yeah but I don't know I don't know I, it, I mean I own it I'll probably listen to it again see if it works any better there were as I said there were some funny bits in it but I think it should have ended with its natural ending at end of book five. Right, okay. It's, it's almost like they're trying to cash in on this thing that people loved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like that shitty film. <laughs> but that, that will be redeemed, Terry. Will be redeemed. Yes. Now, Terry. Hmm. It's getting on a bit, but let's, let's, let's quickly nip to the reading corner. Just to mm. read Hacktivist. Yeah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so the, this was. So this was. Uh, what's the face? Uh, the the chick out charmed, wasn't it? Um, Alyssa yeah. Milian. Alyssa Milano. Milano. That's it. Yeah. Felt like it was a political statement wrapped in a comic. It was. It was like here's the state of play, how we are at the moment, and. So yeah, the the government is evil. So what I couldn't really get my head around is you've got these two these two founders of this massive social media network thing mm. that are also like uh, black hat hackers. That's just like whoa, 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 no, you've got all this cash. <laughs> There's no way you've got yeah. to be in a basement <laughs> starting wars in other countries. Are you bollocks? Well, they were sat in their swanky office. Yeah place doing all that shit and happened to you know also run uh, a facebook style yeah thing that was free and open and it was like free of the tyranny of the evil people and then like two pages later was taken over by evil people because reasons yeah but the the thing is they're such good hackers such black hat Uh, but in the first pages oh we're the fbi we've seen what you've done right now you work for us and i was like oh come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it, it it did take a sharp turn very quickly into that and it was just like eh? yeah. and it's like oh look the U- the US government is up to something but we don't know what it is I, and they're using uh, I don't know that 
I think they tried to make it cool. Um, I mean, kind of yeah. like uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love hackers, but that is not how the real world works. No, and and that's what they can do. So you had like two handsome bastards doing handsome bastard stuff, and it's just like, nope, 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 not hackers. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not living that proper hacker lifestyle. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, again, if you've watched Mr. Robot, that that's um, uh, I think that's more true to life. So you've got little mm. clusters of people in dark rooms with a decent internet connection doing stuff. Where in this is just like, yes, we're all flamboyant and stuff and webmaster hackers. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it like two, three pages in? It's like so-and-so is worth like eight billion. Yeah. It's like so-and-so is worth four billion. And it's just like, why do you need to do mm-hmm. all this shit? And I'm pretty sure the dude with the blonde hair whose name I can't remember because I read this like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, it, it was like he was very not us. Well, it's kind of OCD, yeah, yeah, but very analytical and planning all this stuff out and things and stuff happened, and it was just like, okay, it's a bit weird, but sure. I I, I don't know. I, I to be fair, I struggled with. It. I got through the first one and a half, and then like. Mm. And then paused and then went back about a week later. In fact, I think it was Sunday. I was like, shit, I need to finish those, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, <laughs> unlike when, when we get a good comic and I'm just fly through, I'm like, oh, that was brilliant. And this was like, this, yeah. this I wouldn't say it was as harsh like pulling teeth. I just found it quite a hard read because uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm familiar with the subject matter, but I do working software and I work mm. with developers and stuff, and no developer I've ever worked with looks anything like any of those or has that kind of attitude or anything. It's headphones on, head down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not brash in the slightest and play up to, yeah, it was, it was weird. I mean, I must admit, even I struggled with yeah. this one. But yeah, it, yeah, not maybe not one of the best ones I've recommended, nope. but I was intrigued, but it's, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. However, I'm hoping to redeem myself with the next one. Okay. So, there's two to this one. Okay. But one of them is very short anyway. So, did you know that Ready Player One has a fan shot that was written by the dude that wrote The Martian? Ooh, okay. Well, you do now. It's a very short shot. I'm talking like it's probably like three, four pages uh, based on like Nolan Sorrento. Okay. Uh, called La- Lassero. I'm going to guess that's what it's called. Okay. But it's written by the dude that wrote The Martian. Okay. Uh, and apparently this is treated as official canon Ooh, now. What, like a prequel, though? Uh, uh, yeah. It's like Ernest Klein has basically... He, he apparently put it in one of the reprints of the book Ooh. and said, like, this is official canon. It was that good. So, uh, yeah, so that's one. And the second one, because I was watching Blade Runner and thinking, wow, this is really cool. We're going to read the comic book of the book that the film was based on. Oh, the that makes that any something, sense. something sheep. Do androids dream of electric okay. sheep? Yep. Uh, they've turned it into a comic book series. And I think that might be a cool way to kind of digest this because uh, I would like to see kind of what the original version was like. So we're going to read that. Interesting. Okay. So it's going to be, do androids dream of electric sheep? And that word I can't pronounce, which is lacerer, I'm going to guess. Uh, lacerer, I'd go Lacer, for. Lacerer, lacerer, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. Cool. And that was the reincarnation. That's it for this show. Sorry it's been a little bit long, but uh, hey, we got switches. Uh, if you we did. <laughs> if you do want to add us to the uh, your switch friends list, uh, have a look in the show notes. Both codes should be there. Yeah. If you want to get in contact via email, it's podcast at checkpointdone.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at checkpointdone. If you want to find us on Facebook, just search for Checkpoint Done uh, website, checkpointdone.com. Uh, look there for the YouTube stuff as uh, we may be moving off YouTube, who knows. And just finally, if you want to find us on our personal Twitters, I'm at D5120 and Terry is at Foxhound01. I am. Until next show, goodbye. Bye. Bye.